Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Hey, welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. We've got Heather Andrews here, and we've got Coach Dave and I'm James Johnson, and we're here to talk to you about being healthy, wealthy, and grateful. And so today we're going to talk a lot about being healthy. And, you know, you probably can't see me on this because it's a podcast, but if you're watching it somewhere, you can see that there's actually some color in my face. Under, unlike Heather over there. Who's me too. I love that. With the beach all day. Uh, Heather looks kind of like the weather outside. And, you know, so do I, because the weather outside is nice and warm. And so I was out being healthy yesterday. Uh, I started about 830 in the morning and went to about 130 playing a new game called Torx. That's T-O-R-Q-U-E-S. You got to oh. check it out. It's really a lot of fun. But, but our real health person here, as far as being healthy and getting out there and being fit, is Coach Dave. And, and then certainly Heather can tell us about eating healthy and growing the right foods. So where do you want to start, guys and girls? Oh, uh, well, well, we can to um, head through. Um, I had a few tips here because we are about three months or so into the new eating here. And about this time, being an owner of, of a gym and having trained thousands of people, I find that by March is when people start falling off. You know, they worked hard January, maybe they worked, you know, hard February, but by March, April, they start falling off. They've, they've seen improvements and now they're like, well, not really seeing the same improvements anymore. So. I wanted to give you some tips here, a few tips to kind of just keep people on track. And uh, the first one I have is to know where you are and know where the, the, that you're headed. I keep saying this over and over and over again. I think I've said this in at least three, three uh, uh, shows here um, over and over and over again with everybody. It's so important. You gotta know where you are and be honest. And then, you know, uh, have a plan. I'm going here. I'm going to do th this. So uh, that leads me into point two, and that's track your metrics. Every client I will work with and ask Heather, because Heather, I've been helping her out, and I'm on her almost always on the phone, like, give me your metrics. How, how are you doing? How's things? It's so important. If you don't know where things are, you have no idea how you can improve it at all. You know, that's, that's the one thing that when you come in and sit down with me financially, the very first thing, the very first thing we're always going to do is we're going to identify where you are. Right. Because, because if you don't know where you are, you're not going anywhere. And, right. I, and people say, well, of course I can. I say, okay, well, how about if I blindfold your ass and drop you in the woods? Let's see how you do, okay? Yeah, no. You're not going to find your way home unless you know where you are. So knowing where you are is really, really, really important. Yeah, and then, and then I would assume, James, every month you are keeping track of where these people are. It's not just, hey, we know where you are at the beginning. We hope that at some point you're going to 
hits your goal. I don't know. I mean, who knows? For us, it's, for us, it's more annually. I mean, you know, monthly is, is, is a little much. I mean, life goes by pretty quick to have to be doing that monthly. But certainly on a fitness side or even eating, I think it's really important that you're, you're looking at that on a daily basis. It's huge. It's huge. Um, the next thing I'll say is a thing that uh, um, people, everybody here has heard, but it, 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 it bears worth saying over, and that is consume less food than you need. I don't know how much more easy this is. It's simple. If you need 2,000 calories every day, and your goal is losing fat, you've got to eat less than 2,000. You know, I wouldn't say 1,000, I wouldn't say 1,200, but I would say 1,800, because if you only need 2,000 and you're eating 2,500, you're gonna gain weight. That's how it is. It's It's been shown over and over and over and over again for years and years and years. You've got to eat less if you want to you know, see improvements in your overall shape here. Uh, number four, I was saying this in the last of a podcast, and I think I've said this all year. You've got to strength train three or four days every week. You do not need every day. You don't need to go and do HIIT training and cardio and boot camp and all that every day. Not important, but three or four good days every week where you're trying to do more than you, you, you did the last time is super helpful. It's super helpful for a host of things. Um, the fifth thing I, I have, and I will stop at five things because obviously I could, and James knows, I could go on and on and on here for hours. But the next thing I'll say is focus on protein and fiber. Why is this important? It's important because when we get hungry, we go off the tails. You know what I mean? So protein and fiber throughout our today keep us feeling like we are super hungry. Like, okay, hunger's, you know, very manageable. As opposed to you don't eat fiber and a protein and you eat carbs and fat. And you get the ups and you get the downs, you get the ups and the downs and you're hungry. And when you're hungry, you do foolish things. You snack, you do all of these things and it isn't helping you. It isn't helping you. So those are the five things I had. Heather, you have a few things, uh, I'm sure. I, I love the phrase, you can't outrun your fork. Um, I think that sums it up right there. Right. So, you know. So, well, uh, but many I people yeah. have tried many, many people have tried and they flop. Yeah. And I think that for me, the easiest switch I made was really just the, um, the fasting. So, you know, it's really simple to cut off your eating for 12 hours and then extend it to 14 to 16 hours. And what you find is that um, the research supports that. And it does, again, you don't have to do it every single day. You don't have to be a purist on this. But as you get older, based on the research, you're no longer growing. You do not need as many calories to maintain what you have. So fats and proteins become significantly more important as you get older. 
Um, so uh, definitely something to look into if you're interested in that research. Um, in terms of food, we are now approaching for many areas the last fall, the last frost date of the year. So depending on what zone you live in, will determine when you need to start your seeds. So in my world, uh, this is like my favorite time of year. All of my favorite seed catalogs start showing up. But again, <laughs> as was last year, gardening was the number one hobby last year, and it seems to be the number one hobby again in 2021. And so many of the seed companies are already selling out of seats or they have very long ship dates. So if you're thinking of growing a garden and you have not been buying your seeds, you get on that immediately. Um, so two that I love are groworganic.com. And um, another one is Territorial Seed Company. That's a, a been a real good supplier for me. Um, I also like Rare Seeds. Um, that's another one. That's the Baker Creek Company. And I have grown from all three. And Baker Creek has a guarantee on their seeds, which I think is really important when you are buying from someone that's not local in that if it doesn't grow, they'll give you your money back. So um, some of these seeds in my zone can be started before the frost date. So my frost date is not until May 15th. So depending on how long the seed takes, it may require that you start it now to be able to be a transplant by May 15th. My growing season is obviously significantly shorter than you gentlemen in time Southern California. Move. It's time to move. <laughs> working on it, working on it. We're starting to look at retirement properties in the South. Um, so the bottom line is, is that regardless of what you're, you wanna look at your last frost date and you wanna read the back of the seed packet. And it's going to tell you how much time it's going to take before it's going to sprout and then how much time before you put it in the ground. So it, it's going to give you an idea of how many days to maturity. So things that are hot season vegetables like tomatoes, cucumbers, they typically take 60 to 80 days to fruit. So for me, I'm running against the clock every single day because I only have from May to October uh, for those, those plants to fruit. So things for me like peppers have to be started inside. The other thing that you'll wanna see on the back of the seed uh, package is should it be sown in the ground or should you start it inside? And this is really important that you follow the instructions <laughs> because there are things that don't like to be transplanted. And so if you grow them inside and then move them outside, they may not make it. So again, I have grown from seed many plants and had lots of successes and lots of failures. It's really important to believe the people and what they say on their seed packet. So um, definitely time if you haven't gotten your seeds or if you haven't started to plan, now's the, that's my advice. Okay, so out here on the West Coast, can we just grow things all year long? I mean, that, that there isn't any like, like I, I need to have things in certain days or certain and then hot like. Well, certain things don't grow all year long. I mean, I, I've got, you know, I've got Swiss chard that stays around all year long. I've got 
I, I call them orphan plants. The tomatoes grow all year long. They come popping up and different things. But, but you know, like like the fruit trees, I still got avocados right now and I've got lemons, but but my pomegranate tree looks like it's dead, you know, right, right yeah. at this point. So does oh. so my, um, oh, what's that Hawaiian plant? Um, like a pineapple? No. Or a mango tree? No, 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 it's not a, it's not a fruit bearing tree. Oh, I'm sorry? Pulmeria. Yeah, it looks dead. Yeah. Yeah. So not everything blooms all time of the year, right? I mean, everything has its season. Um, And certainly there are some fruits and vegetables that are woken up by the amount of light they get. Um, So for example, your tomatoes are not going to fruit unless they're getting eight to 12 hours of sun a day. So um, your plumeria only blooms a certain portion of the season. Same thing with a Christmas cactus. Ironically, it needs a certain amount of darkness to bloom. So there are plants that have different requirements. So it's not that you just plant it and it's going to grow. It require each thing kind of requires and has its own season. And there's so much more than just the seed. I mean, the soil plays a major impact as to how it's going to do. And you guys out West have had serious droughts. And so this also takes, you have to take that into account because seedlings do not like to be dry and die very quickly if they're not getting proper moisture. So, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be on them. So I always recommend people if they're getting started for the time to do container garden or do a raised bed near their front door or near their back door, because then it's easy to go out and water it. And so it, it does take adequate moisture to get these soy, these seeds going. Yeah. So I've got, well, I've got garlics, I got onions, um, raspberries, but the raspberries are kind of dormant right now. They're still green, but yeah. they'll, they'll start growing here pretty quick. And so the blueberries yeah. as well. Blueberries actually are blossoming at this point. That's awesome. And, um, yeah. you know, I got some rhubarb back there, and, and but that I just planted not long ago, and that'll run its course. But, yeah, you can almost plant year-round. I mean, almost it, it's. Yeah, there are things that like cool weather and there's things that like blistering hot weather. So your rhubarb is one that's, a, it's considered a cut and come again. It, it'll, once you've established it, it'll keep going. Asparagus is the same way. So, um, and I, I love to grow things from scrap. So if you like celery, you can grow that from scrap. A lot of the green onions can be grown from scrap. So celery, carrots. the bottom. We cut off like an onion and cut off the bottom. Yeah. So you want to leave a couple of inches and then just put it in a shallow dish of water. And then a couple of days later, you can pop it right in the soil and it will grow again, uh, which is a very efficient and cost efficient way to grow, especially if you grow organic. It's expensive. What so this is a way way to do it. What else can you do? Um, green onions green onions. Um, I do do it for carrot tops, but not to eat the carrot, but to get the carrot top to seed and to bloom because a lot of pollinators that like the flowers of carrot tops. So um, I, I, you're not going to get the orange root of it to grow again, but you'll get it for and potentially seed for you. So, um, but I grow it for the pollinators. I, I plant the carrot tops and the green onions. I always get organic green onions from the farmer's market. I use the green part 
And then again, put that little onion in a little bit of water and it will re-sprout and you'll see the green coming back up and you can put it straight into the garden. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. I garlic the same way. If you see garlic going green at the top, you shouldn't eat that. I just so you can just, <laughs> just yeah, break it off and put it in your garden. Yeah, but just make sure you're doing that with organic vegetables. I would not recommend doing that with just anything. Um, but yep, those are easy ones that. What were the difference you know, between, are, are, between an organic vegetable going in the ground and a regular vegetable? I thought organic had to do with the chemicals you used on it. Right. Right. So if you're going to be using those to sprout, I would not want to necessarily contaminate your soil. And furthermore, I wouldn't want you to eat something that's potentially been chemically treated, hmm. nor your pollinators. I don't want them exposed to it either. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. So, so, you know, here at Healthy, Wealthy and Grateful, we're always trying to bring good information to you to improve your life, both in health, wealth and, and gratefulness. And don't forget, you can be all of those things in all ways. I mean, it's, you know, you can be healthy in money, you can be grateful in money, you can be wealthy in money. Um, and how you eat, how you work out, how you grow your garden. I mean, it really, there's so many ways to go about doing it. Don't just be literal about the word. So as always, remember to live like you're going to die tomorrow. Plan like you're going to live forever. Keep smiling. And we can't wait to see you back here next Wednesday. And make it a great day. Bye now. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow. And plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.
Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.